Hello and welcome back to the Spiritual Therapy Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness and mental health related for all of my fellow self-healers and mental health warriors. I'm your host, Ariana, and thank you so much for tuning in again, or if you are new, welcome. This episode is going to be all about diagnosis. Again, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. This month is dedicated to spreading awareness and breaking stigmas related to mental health. And this episode, we're going to talk all about diagnosis. So before we get started, as always, grab your cup of tea or drink of choice. Sit back, grab a pen, get cozy, and let's dive right in. So according to Mental Health America, most people believe that mental health conditions are rare and can only happen to someone else. In fact, mental health conditions are common and widespread. An estimated 44 million Americans suffer from some form of mental disorder in a given year. What is mental illness? Mental illnesses are brain-based conditions that affect thinking, emotions, and behaviors. And since we all have brains, having some kind of mental health problem during your life is really common. There are more than 200 classified forms of mental illness. Some of the more common disorders are depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, anxiety, and even dementia. Unlike other medical conditions or illnesses, there is no single medical test that provides diagnosis of mental illness. A diagnosis can consist of a physical exam and lab tests to rule out physical problems or underlying conditions. A mental illness diagnosis is normally done by a mental health professional who will complete a psychological evaluation using the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, also known as DSM-5. So why are diagnoses important? Diagnoses are important for many reasons, um, but for me the most important, or to me rather, <laughs> it's important for many reasons. But the most important reason I would say is in order to treat your symptoms accurately, it requires that you have an accurate diagnosis. If you have symptoms for one illness but are being treated for something else, then the symptoms are not being properly treated. And therefore that can cause further issues or even additional symptoms and also can cause you confusion on your recovery and road to treatment. One thing I want to say before we continue is that you are not your diagnosis. The diagnosis is there to help to guide you to the correct treatment plan for your well-being. There are so many mental health stigmas still today, although we have made a lot of progress, there are still some people who are reluctant to seek treatment due to mental health stigmas. According to psychiatry.org, there are many harmful effects of stigma and discrimination when it comes to mental health. Stigma and discrimination can contribute to symptoms worsening, also reduce likelihood of getting treatment, and also they found that self-stigma leads to negative effects on recovery among people that are diagnosed with severe mental illness. These effects can be reduced hope, lower self-esteem, increased psychiatric symptoms, 
difficulties with social relationships, reduced likelihood of staying with treatment, and more difficulties at work. And again, while there is still so much stigma around mental illness in general, one of the common effects is reduced chance for people who may be suffering to seek treatment and or diagnosis. Getting treatment does not always mean there will be a diagnosis, and it does not always mean that there can't be a misdiagnosis, in which we will talk about in a few moments. But first, let's dive into the dangers of self-diagnosing. What is, what is self-diagnosis? Self-diagnosis is the process of diagnosing or identifying a medical condition in yourself. A majority of the time, people will Google a symptom or a medical sign, I'm guilty of this, <laughs> and trying to figure out if you have this condition. This is called self-diagnosing. Oftentimes, a self-diagnosis is wrong and can lead people astray. And for that reason, self-diagnosing is highly frowned upon. Most importantly, it is important that your diagnosis, if you have one, come from a mental health professional for that said reason that self-diagnosing can be wrong and an incorrect diagnosis can be very dangerous. By self-diagnosing, you can miss something that you're not able to see. A mental health professional has the training, the knowledge, and understanding to be able to connect the dots when it comes to and determining what symptoms relate to which disorder or mental illness that you may have. This is not to say that you don't know when something is wrong with yourself, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with letting a qualified professional assist you in confirming or getting an accurate diagnosis of what is actually going on. Diagnoses matter when it comes to health insurance and medical treatment as well. According to NAMI, a doctor's diagnosis is also necessary to qualify for social security disability support or for job protection under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Self-diagnosis can have many negative effects. It is safer to allow those trained in this field to assess and equip you with the right steps to move forward. This leads me into dual diagnosis. Dual diagnosis, also called co-occurring disorder or dual disorder, means a person has a diagnosis of both a substance use disorder as well as a mental health disorder. So what you may find interesting is that most mental health disorders and illnesses have common symptoms. So it is possible you may experience similar symptoms, but have one or more disorders or illness. And again, this can really only be determined through psychological evaluation and treatment. All right, so let's talk a little bit about misdiagnosis and what to do after a diagnosis. There are limited studies on the misdiagnosis as well as the detection rates of severe mental health disorders in specialized and non-specialized healthcare settings. A misdiagnosis is just as dangerous as self-diagnosis. So it is imperative that you be honest with your mental health professional so that they can properly evaluate all the information and symptoms to avoid any possible misdiagnosis. 
especially if the treatment plan involves medication. It is also not uncommon for medical professionals to make an incorrect diagnosis. This can be based on varying circumstances, um, but of course I want to highlight that this is more common among black people and people of color. Hillside Atlanta quotes that there are three top disorders as most commonly misdiagnosed. Number one being ADHD, number two being depression, and number three, bipolar disorder. The effects of misdiagnosis are the same as mentioned earlier with self-diagnosis, and that is the delay in getting the correct treatment, confusion or increased symptoms, or issues with the condition getting worse. Again, just make sure that you are being open and honest with your healthcare professional and also keep records along your treatment to document improvements and or noticeable changes. Okay, so we've talked about diagnosis, misdiagnosis, and self-diagnosing. Lastly, we're going to cover a few things you can do after you have received a diagnosis. Okay, so now you have your diagnosis. Now what? The first thing is acknowledge and acceptance. You will likely have a ton of emotions and that is completely normal. You may also experience a form of release or relief and that is also very normal. Once you have processed your emotions and accept the diagnosis or challenge it if you feel that you may have been misdiagnosed, then the next thing you want to do is research. Learn as much as you can. My aunt has ingrained this into my brain. Research, research, research. You always want to do your own research. Learn as much as you can about your diagnosis and any treatment options that may be available to you. Also, if you are prescribed medication, you also want to research that medication and research alternative options to medication as well. So again, research, research, research. Learn as much as you can about your diagnosis and find support and also research the correct mental health professional that will be most suitable for you in your mental health illness or disorder. And lastly, be as optimistic as possible. A diagnosis is the first step to treatment, and it takes a lot of courage to seek help. And again, you are not your diagnosis. The diagnosis is just there to help guide you to the correct treatment and the goal and focus is to better your overall mental health and well-being. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're covering basic topics that relate back to mental health. And of course, mental health diagnosis, tap into that. Instead of a quote, I want to leave you with a mental health affirmation as you may be on your own journey of maybe seeking treatment or getting a diagnosis. And that is, my diagnosis does not define me.
Okay, I know this episode was a little bit shorter than normal, and that's okay. Again, this is not to be considered for therapy um, or professional help. This is simply for educational purposes only, um, and to help, I guess, in a way, guide you um, to the right steps to take if you are in need of mental health treatment. So I hope you've taken something helpful away from this episode or maybe even learned something new that you didn't know before. I want to thank you so much again for tuning in and or if this is your first time listening to me, then thank you so much for listening. For more resources or professional help, always make sure to check the show notes or the link in our bio on social media. This is your host Ariana and I am simply here just to remind you to be authentically as you are. Again, if you found this episode helpful or interesting, make sure to share it with your circle and follow Spiritual Therapy World on Instagram, that's W-R-L-D, for more updates and resources, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.